0: Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You are listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom and Tyler. Tyler will be leaving us at the first of the month as he goes on staff at his home church in Oklahoma. Our topic for today is keeping your mouth. God has warned us about the importance of guarding our tongues. He has equipped us with two guards for our tongue, our lips and our teeth, because our tongue is a wild beast that is difficult to tame. There are times when we simply need to keep our mouths shut and refrain from saying what we may want to say. When we fail to control our tongues, it can lead us into trouble. Today, we will explore this vital aspect of our lives and discover the wisdom behind keeping our tongue in check. Listen carefully as we unpack the significance of taming our tongues and how it can positively impact our lives.
1: Hey, well welcome to the Corner of Truth Encourage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. And if you missed the announcement last week, Tyler's gonna be leaving us at the end of the month, and so I've given him uh, the range, so to speak, over the kind of topic matter what we're going to be discussing. In our broadcast here over the next few weeks, there and these are oh, verses boy. and topics. Yeah, yeah. No, Lord, Lord <laughs> help us. I've been praying uh, <laughs> about this. You know, did I make the right decision here? No. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is good stuff, and uh, it's just good, godly teaching. And you know, I like one of my Bible professors used to tell us there in class. He said, you know, good horse sense makes for stable thinking. Okay, and so. This is good horse sense that we're going to be discussing. And uh, yesterday we were talking about forgiveness. And, oh, man, that's a big one. That really is a biggie. And if you miss those broadcasts, you can always listen to us again online at FortressOfFaith.com. We're also on Spotify. And so you can catch our former shows. Today we're talking about keeping your mouth. And I'll open by saying this Tyler, and I'm going to throw it over to you here in a minute. God gave us two guards. For our tongue, our lips and our teeth, and uh, that's to keep our tongue tamed. Sometimes we just have to keep our mouth shut and, you know, sit on what we want to say and not just, you know, let it uh, rain freely. When you let it rain your tongue, it will get you in trouble. I think there's a lot of Bible verses on that. But go ahead, Tyler, get us started here today. I'm, I'm very passionate about the, these topics, but it's not
2: because like I think everyone else struggles with it. It's because I know that I do, and these are things that God has really hammered down in my life, and so that's why I've chosen these topics, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. But please don't don't take it as like, well, this guy thinks he is perfect. No, I don't. I know that every one of these I'm talking about is a great struggle in my life. But let's start with this verse here, and there's a lot packed into this verse that we're going to dissect. Okay, James chapter one. And verse 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, so we're talking to say people here, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Okay? Now there's three big things that, that, that are I believe that are happening there. The first one is let every man be swift to hear. Uh, spouses, this is be this would be a good one. Usually this is a man problem, right? We I I grew up in a home with just a father and not a mother. Pray for my wife. She's she she deals with a lot. All right, but it it takes a lot for me to. I'm still learning that. You know, generally, a lot of times, what she really wants is for me to just listen to her. You know, she doesn't always want me to fix everything. And and um, too many times in life, when we th- we think we're right most of the time, right? I mean, not very many people think they're wrong. And because of that, what that does is, especially at least for me is if I know that I'm right I'm I'm pretty quick to cut people off sometimes right and uh think about it from a biblical counseling perspective you can really hurt people this way okay but if you're if you're trying to help somebody with the bible who's struggling uh a lot of times what'll happen is they'll sit right in front of you and they'll start telling you what their story or their situation is and truth be told it didn't take but about 5 minutes a lot of times to tell what the problem is but you can really hinder that that connection with that person if you don't listen to what the full story of what it is they they're trying to tell you that's a big part of what they need some of it is is just kind of a venting thing right and they need to get it off of their chest we have to learn uh to listen let every man be swift to hear and then it says be slow to speak okay which again goes very well with the uh the picture that I just drew there for you that i mean how much more specific can the Bible be like, you know, I don't know how you can talk that away in any way. Be slow to speak. Shut your trap. Don't be quick to talk, right? Listen to what people uh have to say to you before you speak. And and then I, I love the end of that. It kind of confused me for a while, but it says be slow to wrath. And 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 I, I'm I'm willing to admit if I'm wrong on this, but when I read this these things that are all connected in one sentence I believe they're all interconnected. I believe that you can avoid a lot of wrath and anger and disputes and conflict in your life. If you just learn to listen and keep your trap shut for a while, and if you do that, that you'll have less uh, conflict and confrontation in your life.
1: You know, there's some people in the world, I, I, I've said this many, many times. And, you know, this isn't relating a lot to this particular subject, but there's some people in this world who are ready, shoot, aim. You know, man, they just, you know, uh, you know, they they, they they shoot before they aim. Ready, shoot, aim. You know, they just fire off and they haven't thought through what they need to say. They just, you know, they're eager to talk, you know. And then there's those who are ready aim, uh, let's go back to ready, ready, aim, and they're stuck in the ready, aim, and they never act, okay, you know, but the ready, shoot, aim, folk, um, you know, in my younger years, which now seems like uh, an eternity ago, I was uh, often guilty of that, I would fly off the handle, and I, you know, my immaturity caused me to sometimes jump out there, And fire before I'm really ready and uh, haven't really aimed yet. And so you're right here, Tyler. Great uh, wisdom from God's word here. You know, and again, I talked about two guards on your mouth before, you know, before your tongue gets uh, in action. On your ears, there's no guards. You know, uh, there's nothing there blocking the ears. So do more hearing. Than you do talking, Amen. Great verse. Yeah. What's next? And, and let me let me say this too.
2: Remember, we often reference this on the show. Where to be changed into the image of Christ? What better way do you can you read about what Christ is like than in the Gospels and the things that Jesus did? In Isaiah fifty three seven it says He was oppressed. This is Jesus, and He was afflicted. Listen to this. Yet he, yet he opened not his mouth. Now you think about that. If there is anyone, because in our mind it's like, well, I know that I'm right and I'm going to say what I think because I know I'm right. Okay, but but let me say something. That's not the Bible way to do it. It's not what Jesus did. Obviously, uh, Jesus was right in all the things that he did. And I think that's so important there. Yet he opened not his mouth. All those things that they did to him
1: and Jesus did not open his mouth when all those things happened. You know, one uh, another thing, kind of goes along with this and i've i've tried to practice this because i think there's great wisdom in doing this when jesus was asked questions he would often answer questions with questions yeah the answers were pretty much already there people already knew the answer god just helped them find it by asking them the question you know a question Instead of rattling off all the answers, sometimes you just need to let people discover the answers themselves. And oftentimes when I'm teaching in a classroom, I'm asking people questions because I want them to discover the answers by trying to figure out the answers themselves. Yeah. And I believe that's a that, that that's a great way to teach. Jesus did it that way. And um and I think it's a good practice. So in other words, not rattling off all of your knowledge. Yeah. Let people discover these things themselves. And it's in the Word. They can do it. They can find it.
2: Yeah, that actually kind of reminds me of some other verses I found. These were very, very interesting to me. Um, and it's about concealing knowledge to a degree. Think about these verses. Proverbs twelve twenty three says, A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. Mm -hmm. now here's why that verse is intriguing to me correct me if i'm wrong here because it's not like i never am but that sounds to me like a situation where there is a person who knows the right thing yet still doesn't say what it is he conceals knowledge right so so according to god's word there's going to be times where you are right maybe somebody else even is wrong and still god doesn't necessarily want you to say something about it and that's very contrary to the way that we think and live our lives today, if you ask me. It also says this in Proverbs seventeen twenty seven: He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. And then the last verse, and before I give it back over to you, Brother Tom. Proverbs twenty nine eleven: A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it until afterwards. Think about those verses there.
1: That's great. It kind of reminds me of a worldly proverb. Better to keep your mouth shut than open it uh, better to keep your mouth shut and to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and to remove all doubt
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's know? funny
1: that does so, there is
2: a verse that's very very similar to that. as a matter of fact let me let me say this too before the show ends i've got like thirty to forty verses written down here about keeping your mouth, and we don't have time to go over all of them, and that's that's part of it, but I want you to understand. The amount of time that God has chosen to talk about your mouth and when we ought to keep it and the things we ought to say. I want you to, you want, and let me tell you something. 80 to 90% of those are in Proverbs. Just read through Proverbs. It'll talk a lot about your mouth, a lot about the things you say. And let me go on to the next point here because we are going to run out of time. Colossians chapter four and verse six says this, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man uh and ephesians 2 it says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth okay so so now we're now now we're not just talking about keeping your mouth but now we're talking about when you open it what comes out of it okay it says again let your speech be always with grace now i you know me brother tom i am i like to joke around okay and i'm going to tell on myself a little bit here it's, it's very, it, it is innocent. I don't do this in a, in a nasty way, but sometimes I, I poke fun at people a little bit, right? I, I like to, I like to, for lack of a better word, josh with people, right? Uh, and, but I'm going to tell you something. There's, there's times where I read verses like this and there, and I don't think you have to be a stick in the mud. I'm not saying that you can't have any fun or have any, any sense of humor whatsoever, but I will say this. There's been times where I joked around and I, and, and I did get convicted about something that I said even though I didn't mean anything by it about someone else where God's very clearly made it clear to me, you need to go over there and apologize to them and let them know you were joking and that you shouldn't have said that. And and when I read this verse and it says, let, no, let your speech be always with grace. I honestly can't tell you that when I joke at someone else's expense that I am not, I, I'm obviously to some degree or another going against that verse there.
1: Well, you know, I think uh, there are times that humor, uh, you know, a merry heart makes like a medicine, the laughter and, and all these types of things. They're the benefit of it. They're bringing humor into the place. is good. But there's times that it's not appropriate. There's time, you know, the Bible teaches in Ecclesiastes that there's a time for every season, a time for this, a time for that, and so on there, a time for weeping, a time for joy. Uh, and so, yeah, there are times that it's it's needed. There's times that it's not. And what I would say is that, you know, if if you feel God convicting you of something, pay attention to that. Could be that God needs to alter some of your behavior, but it's not wrong to have humor and pick fun. Uh, I enjoy doing that, too. And some people, I do it with more. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for joining us here today. Hope you join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.